Dr. Rob McKenna, and welcome to The Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. And entitlement is a funny thing to think about <clears throat> until we have to deal with it at work or in the people we lead or are, or are hiring. If there is a common conversation that I hear from senior leaders, it's not, not all of them, but I do hear it, it is common, it's this. How do I deal with the entitlement I feel from the younger generation in my workforce? There is sort of a, a, an overarching thing that we sometimes hear. They won't typically say it out loud to just everybody, I mean, like from a stage or something, but in a trusted moment, they will. That 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 does come up sometimes. And if you're one of those younger people in the workforce, um, I apologize for that. And please stick around for the rest of the wild conversation, because even those older folks in the workforce have their own entitlement issues. But know this: there are those who have dealt with enough people on their teams who feel like the world owes them that it's just a reality. It's something that we've had to wrestle with. And that's why we're talking about it today. And as many of you know, a few weeks ago, we did a, a global press release regarding the Wild Trust platform, the, the process that we provide, and the power of whole team and leader development for building trust. And there's a reason why I'm mentioning this now. Trust is a huge deal in our, in our work. If our customers don't trust us, they will go elsewhere fast. If we don't trust our leaders, we begin to work around every decision, process, and conversation. It begins to take five steps when it should have taken one to respond to any need in our business. And when we don't trust our team members and they don't trust each other, those workarounds and the amount of time spent dealing with drama increases at exponential rates in our organization, not only will fail financially and functionally, but overall well-being hits rock bottom. We get sick, emotionally distraught, and life and work begins to fragment. And I wanna come back to this as it relates to entitlement but first, consider this question. Is it possible to trust someone who feels entitled? Just entertain that for a minute. Is it possible to trust someone who feels entitled? Not who may feel entitled to something, but who feels entitled. If we feel like others owe us something, can we be trusted? Um, it's an, I'm throwing it out as a question. It's very difficult to trust an entitled person. And, and, and sometimes we are those people. When we don't trust each other and we see each other and learn from and with each other, when we're not doing those things, every other organizational system in our life and in our life breaks down. And so often as I say this, I'm going to say something that I've said before. I hope this doesn't sound a little too academic, but it matters to me. Let's define the construct. DJ, I'd love it if you added that to your mantra. Let's define the construct because in street level terms, what is entitlement? When I say that, I'm saying, what are we talking about? To be entitled is what you factually, is. this is one definition, is what you factually have a right to. There's another part of the definition. And it is also about what you have a sense a sense of or a feeling that you are owed, a sense of, of, of deservingness or being owed favor or a favor when title, I'm sorry, when little or nothing has been done to deserve special treatment. It's the you owe me attitude. That's not my definition. I, I I borrowed that. So it has, but that's common across all the definitions. It has those two components. There's a factual part and a perception part. It has both of those things. And by the way, the factual side is where, which is where we often disagree, is also why we feed the attorney industry. 
No, no blame on the attorneys out there. We need you to help us figure out the facts sometimes, right? But it also, it's the feeling side, a sense, a perception, not based on necessarily fact, but based on what I believe or I feel I deserve. And the, the word entitlement is rooted in the word title. Well, I, the first thing I thought of, even as I was preparing for this a few weeks ago, was the title on my car. If, if you have the title, you own it. If you have a loan on your car, who owns it? The bank owns it. <laughs> and you're probably just renting it until you don't. So the title is something that we own, right? And today, for the most part, we're talking about the feeling. And I, what I'd like to do is talk about the characteristics of entitlement and just give you lots of things to think about. And then let's get practical in terms of how do we deal with this with entitlement as leaders, both in ourselves and with others. And as always, know that when I look at something like entitlement, we're looking at it from a whole and intentional perspective. So we'll be turning the prism multiple ways to see it whole. So what is entitlement about and why is it tough on teams? If I feel entitled, I'm always vulnerable to the threat of unmet expectations. When my expectations aren't met, it can lead to dissatisfaction and other emotions like anger and a sense of being cheated. When I'm distressed, I try to fix the situation and console myself. This results in self-reassurance that I deserve everything I've ever wanted, which reinforces the same entitled behavior. And it makes me really hard to work with. <laughs> it makes me hard to work with. If I'm entitled, I and others will spend most of our emotional and actual energy dealing with our entitlement as opposed to getting actual work done and performing well. And when that happens, well-being gets broken into pieces, physical health is impacted, and organizations will start to fail. And they may think they're failing because of tangible things like systems and processes and a lack of awareness of strengths, but entitled attitudes destroy organizations, organizational functioning from the inside out. And we are all capable of it. I see it in all different kinds of people. And second is a big question. Is it, I'm going to deal with this pretty quickly, but there's this question. Is entitlement a trait? Something that we're, we're born with more or less of. And I would say this. To the extent that entitlement, that feeling that you are owed something, is about narcissism, which is, by the way, highly correlated, the answer is yes and no. There is some things about narcissism that people who have a, a, an overfocus on themselves, like some of that is wired into us, but at least half, if not more, is not. So yes, there might be some things, and I'm not talking about a narcissistic disorder. I'm just saying some narcissism, some more, a little heavier emphasis on ourselves over others is, you know, it's there in all of us, in higher and others of us, but it also is something that is developed. And so it asks it, it causes you to ask this question, like, so what are the situations that might develop entitlement? And I'm not saying entitlement and narcissism are the same thing, but they are highly correlated. Um, narcissism tends to be a focus that's more about myself and it's it's kind of absent of the relational piece. Entitlement always includes another. So it's, I feel like someone owes me something. And it is affected likely, according to the research on the environment we grew up in, the way our parents treated us, the way we have been treated out in public, whether adults solved our problems for us is actually some of the research talks about that. It's kind of interesting, right? How you were treated by authority figures. The environment we were raised in can affect how you see the, your world and what you expect from other people. It can even affect personal and professional relationships, of course. And um, that environment can also decrease in entitlement. And I think that's important to note that we have an influence on affecting this belief in people in positive ways. Here are a couple of wild thoughts to consider. And these are wild thoughts. So I don't know if we're going to hear these everywhere, but 
Whole and intentional leader development thoughts. Okay, here we go. Wild thoughts. We all feel entitled to something. I've said that already, but it may not, it may not be money or resources or stock options or justice. It might be as simple as something you feel entitled to. We have no business talking about the entitlement of others if we don't see the entitlement in ourselves. And the second one is this, entitlement is a paradox. I could not escape this, even doing research on this and preparing for this. It's a paradox, meaning it's two seemingly contradictory things, both of which are true. We are entitled to things as human beings with value. Hold that for a moment. But as soon as we are given too much of those things, we may develop a feeling that we are owed. You can imagine this, being a parent is like that. We want to provide for our children and keep them safe, but if we provide everything and keep them too safe, they will not learn. The deepest character and, uh, and powerful self-efficacy is built when we work for it and fight through at the edge of ourselves and, and beyond our capacity. We can't live there for good because it would be too much, but we can learn there. This is the reality, right? This is the paradox. Without adversity, we will fail to learn and fail to learn that we are capable of getting things done without things being handed to us. The paradox of development, too little support and we will diminish and remain frail. Too much support and we will feel entitled and fail to get strong. So it's a paradox. Entitlement is about what we, here's another thing. Entitlement is about what we feel like we are owed or own. Like it's mine, I deserve it, it's mine. And the things we hold on to too tightly are maybe an indication that there might be a problem. The things that we hold on to tightly might be. And here's another thing. You don't have to be rich, poor, young, or old to be entitled. But the more we have, the higher the cost of not having it anymore. So if we are blame, to blame this next generation for being entitled, who's responsible for that? If we are of the, the previous generation, we did that. So we have to take ownership in that and somehow play a role. But you don't have to be given everything, every trophy or every birthday party gift. That's one of the funniest things when I was a parent of my young boys is when my my sons, when I heard that there was this expectation that everybody that came to the party, the birthday party, got a present. And I was like, I'm sorry, I sound like a dinosaur, but I was like, I don't even know where to put this in my head. Wasn't it Susie's birthday? Like, Aiden, why are you bringing a present home? I don't understand this. What's happening right now? I sound like a dinosaur. Okay, here's an even bigger idea. What about this? As soon as we hold something too tight, we've already lost it. I need to say that again for myself. As soon as we hold something too tight, we, I've already lost it. Whether it is my right to feel angry, owed, resentful, or contempt, as soon as my negative emotions about others take hold of me, I have lost what it is I'm really seeking. We can feel entitled to emotions that will destroy us. Gosh, I... I'm trusting that's okay this morning. And finally, I would say this, is that my dad, uh, I had this conversation with him yesterday and I had about this. And this is my dad, David McKenna, is 94 years old. He had lots of lead for leadership roles. And you know what he said to me that kind of rocked my world that I'm not going to fully answer. But he said this, I asked him about this. Said, what do you think about this, dad? And he said this, a whole approach to entitlement is that we own nothing, but we are responsible responsible for all of it. The whole approach to entitlement is that we own nothing, but we are responsible for all of it. David McKenna, we own nothing, but we're responsible. Entitlement is claiming ownership of something we did not earn. And even if we worked for it, it was never really ours in the first place. This is probably true to most things. 
Um, if we believe there are hours like that three-year-old repeating mine, 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 we have already started to lose what we really wanted anyway. And we feel, when we feel entitled, we feel incomplete. And here's the problem. When we are incomplete, we will treat others incompletely. I used to hate that saying that I should put on my oxygen mask before I put the mask on my kids. But unfortunately, Rob, it's true. Too many leaders that I have worked with come to the realization that they must start with themselves. They cannot be a fulfilling and whole presence with their teams if they aren't full. They can't develop others if they aren't developing themselves. Empty containers cannot fill empty containers. So how do we deal with it? How do we deal with it? Okay, so some of you are like, McKenna, let's get practical just a little bit. First thing is this, it has to start with us. Even those who complain about an entitled generation can feel entitled. Even to the feeling that they have about others. I would say we have to let that go. It has to start with us. Blaming them for being entitled is an entitled position. It has potential to be. The second thing is this, see fulfillment, sorry, see entitlement in two ways and watch watch our language. To label someone as entitled is to connect their identity or personality to something fixed. And when we do that, we reinforce the feeling and so on and so on. It is one thing to feel entitled. It is another thing to actually be entitled. And so I think this is really, this is, I'm going to say more about this in just a second, but we have to, to see it in, in a couple of ways. There's a difference between saying you're entitled, which is kind of a character statement, and then saying you're entitled to something is more behavioral. Here's the third thing. Uh, for those of you that are thinking like, how do I deal with this in my organization? Hire for developmental readiness. Hire for developmental readiness. To the extent, here's an interesting little factual, little fact. To the extent that narcissism is correlated with entitlement, know this, more narcissistic people tend to interview well. Because with that focus on themselves comes a confidence that interviews well. Do you hear me? Like we won't see it unless we see it. So interview for both confidence, competence, and a readiness to learn. If people knew when they came into organizations, they were going to be invested in and have to learn and grow. It's going to be a part of what we do. If they don't think that's awesome, do we want them yet? They may not be ready for that yet. The next thing is don't pander to those who, those defined by their entitlement. It's interesting because entitlement's another, another big chunk of what it means to deal with a problem person, which we talked about a long time ago, but so often as leaders, we pander to the problem people as this symptom and we forget that there's nine other people on the team who are just dying for to do something amazing together. And so those who are bringing entitlement, resentment, rolling eyes and emotional labor to your teams, but also don't fail to see them. Be clear about the expectations. Define the character of the person who will and does work for you. And then check yourself to make sure you're, you, are, you are seeing that person. I think that's one of the things is, is to be careful, like to be to see those people who are the problems, but not to over pander to the problem, focusing on the symptoms and forgetting I have amazing human beings here. Here's another one. Express gratitude. Our friends from the kindness games are going to be like, yeah, let's go. Express gratitude. Think about this. It is really hard to be entitled and thankful at the same time. Thankfulness is about seeing and stating what you did not deserve that was done for you. Entitlement is claiming what you do deserve. It's almost impossible to do both at the same time. 
That's why gratitude is the probably one of the big antidotes for entitlement. If we're grateful and we have to model this as leaders, number six, avoid labeling a generation. At the risk of at the risk, you will label every person from that generation or from a certain group of people. Hold on to a developmental attitude and see the one for who they are. It's not about ha just having a growth mindset alone. It's about changing your mindset of others through how you see them, which there's research that supports that. And this one, I will sound like a broken record. Invite your people to learn and grow. Invite your people to learn and grow and keep inviting them. They won't trust it at first because so few of us have had, the, had honest and caring developmental conversations with our leaders or our teams. But trust me on this. Most will come around and leave their entitlements in the past I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Without intentionality, we can all drift into becoming entitled. And even our beliefs that a generation is entitled is an entitlement. And what if we let go of that and courageously invited them to see something different? It is so very difficult. Think about this, not just with gratitude, but difficult to be entitled as you are being invited, truly invited and seen to change. As we are more effectively invited to change and to come and see, we begin to change. That's the amazing thing. Try to imagine a person who is seeing that they could change and being invited to see their impact on others and who is being invited to get stronger, more confident, with a clearer foundation in who they are. And now try to imagine that person feeling entitled. It's hard to hold those two things at once. And this is why we do what we do to provide a structure and a scaffolding and a common language to build trust but also to invite people out of st still saying like, there are things that I might be owed. I'm not dismissing that. Also that they can learn and change. And so as we think about that, there's a lot in this. I think there's one other big thing is encourage direct conversations and grace. Grace says we are entitled to say what we don't mean and mean what we don't say. And grace says we are entitled to get it wrong. So see every employee whole. Our people are not entitled, as if entitlement is a character trait. They may be entitled to many things, but their character is not defined by an attitude. And we have, an, we have a power to influence that and change it. There's a lot to chew on there. I know that And we, as we get into this. So now that your job is to let's, let's get smarter together and keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this wild conversation. To join our live wild conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation and subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.